steal, and Puss with the chain. And St. John's takes down number three, Villanova. A signature win for Mike Anderson. Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello, and I am your host, bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And today I've got a very special episode. It is our season recap, off-season preview, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm going to be joined by Zach Braziller of the New York Post. Zach comes on about one or two times a year. It's always special when we get to have him on. And we're going to talk about this disappointment of a season. We're going to talk about where it went wrong. And we're going to talk about the offseason, who's expected to come back, who's expected to go, Mike Anderson's job security, everything that Zach has been hearing in these first couple of weeks of the offseason, and what to expect from St. John's in the next couple of weeks and months of the offseason. So that's coming up right now. Uh, It's my interview with Zach Braziller of the New York Post. I hope you guys enjoy. All right, I now want to welcome on a man who I've been looking forward to having this conversation with this guy on this show since the season ended. It is Zach Braziller of the New York Post. Zach, how are we doing? I'm good. It's been a wild month, that's for sure. St. Peter's and now we get getting ready for North Carolina Duke and uh the transfer market is going insane. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild month. Yeah, and by St. John's standard, it's been kind of quiet, I guess, for you a little bit. Not uh, we haven't had any coaching changes. We haven't had any roster blowing up or anything like that. You've kind of got a break from St. John's for a little bit. I mean, it's it's never a break. rather stunning. Let's <laughs> let's say that. I mean, now I do think you know, you know, we were talking about this off air a little bit. The one thing about St. John's is, look, everyone expects Julian Champagne to go to the draft. You know, Smith and Coburn are out of eligibility. So you have three guys right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wheeler and Wheeler and Mathis are both, you know, both have a fifth year if they want it. But they're, you know, Wheeler's 24. Mathis is up there. So it's kind of like, you know, they're not going to transfer. It doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, especially Wheeler, I don't see transferring. So that, so that is one thing is, you know, basically half the roster <laughs> aren't going to, tr- obviously are in position to transfer. So that, that changes things a little bit. Obviously, everyone's focus was on Posh, and you never know what can happen. Obviously, he didn't have as good of a year as I think people hoped. Mm-hmm. I talked to people in his circle about a few weeks ago and asked, like, look, there's some rumors out there. They said he's not transferring. This could always change. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be as surprised if it does. <laughs> but I think for now, you know, you know, I think the uh, you may, maybe you look at uh, Drissa, Treor, or, mm-hmm. or maybe Omar Stanley still as candidates, but... You know, right now it seems it's pretty quiet right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I want that could always change, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I want to get into the off season a little bit, but first let's let's talk about this this disappointment of a of a season. You know, you and I talked basically what four and a half months ago, and we said it would just be you know a, a total disaster if this team doesn't make the NCAA tournament. Uh, not only did they fail to make the tournament, they failed to make the NIT. They were re- never really even close to the tournament. Um, you know, you've you've put your thoughts out there on this team in some columns before, but uh, you know, just your your general thoughts on the season. And, and you know how big of a disappointment it was. I mean, there's no way to there's no way to sugarcoat it. I know that St. John's internally has tried to you know <laughs> just try to say that people are too negative this and that, but it it was a huge disappointment. It was a you know I don't want to use you know I don't know if I want to use the word disaster, but <laughs> it was I don't see how anyone you know can 
who is a St. John's fan or connect to this program cannot be massively disappointed. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be a tournament. The goal was to win a game in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, it should have been, and they didn't even, like, really, they didn't come close. They had three wins of note. <laughs> Seeing Hall and Xavier on the road, Xavier at home, they lost a million close games. I mean, <laughs> I wrote the number a million times. I, I don't remember it now, but you know, I, I think there was something like two and nine in the Big East in games decided by single digits. Mm-hmm. They were a team that could not win a close game. They were also a team that showed you they they could be good on occasion. Mm-hmm. You know, they blew out Seton Hall at, at their place. They blew out Xavier at their place. They, you know, had Villanova in the Big East quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't finish that game. You know, they, they really should have beat, beat UConn at home without Posh. Yeah. They should have won at UConn. <laughs> they just they just could not, like, now look, some of it was the bounce of the ball. The game at UConn, yeah. Wusu has the steal, and if the ball just rolls, stays in bounds, St. John's wins instead yeah. of rolling out of bounds and giving UConn possession. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. some of this was just, they did get some bad bounces. I don't think you can, you can discount that, but this was a team that just did not execute down the stretch yet. In good, against good teams on on either side of the ball, they started incredibly slow. You know that. Yeah. You know, I thought Mike Anderson had a bad year. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I thought as good as he was his first two years, he was that bad this year. You know, I just don't think you could. You know, he did not use. He had shooters like Seth Smith and Coburn. He did not use them. Mm-hmm. You know, Smith was great in the Big East tournament. Where was that all year? Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Wheeler doesn't really find it until January. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a new program. I guess there you could chalk it up to a different system to an extent. You know, if you get that Aaron, if you get the Big East Aaron Wheeler against Indiana, you win that. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you get the Big East Aaron Wheeler against Pitt, you win that. Game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, now is that are we blaming that on the player? Are we blaming it on the coach? I think you could spread the blame. I know everyone wants to hammer the coach, and mm-hmm. like I said, I didn't think he did a good job, but it's not just coach; it was everything. Mm-hmm. Did. Do you think that I, I I think that we did? Do you think that we overrated this team a little bit in terms of the talent that they had maybe coming in on the transfer market? Like how much blame do you put on the talent of the team versus the coach kind of not getting it done? Uh, where do you kind of stand on that? I think yeah. I mean, I think to an extent, you know, they need another guard. They clearly need another ball handler. I think Pinzone's you know absence was uh, that hurt. Yeah. You know, it was a killer, mm-hmm. especially in the week when they had home games with Nova and UConn and Posh was out yep. and you don't have Pinzone. Mm-hmm. Pinzone was a guy who can shoot, which was something this team lacked. He can create offense, which is obviously something this team lacked. It, it, it really hurt. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Now, like I'm not saying Pinzone is going to be some star player, but the kid clearly has ability and he just never could get in a rhythm. First, he had the finger and then he had the, you know, the, you know they never the really hell, yeah. came on set, it, but mm-hmm. it was basically... He never. He it was issues, you know, from his his bout with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was a, a heart, you know, a, a, a you know something with his heart, he, he couldn't clear the hurdles that you need after you have symptoms from COVID to return to action. So that to me clearly hurt them. But yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. But my biggest problem is they just didn't adjust to mm-hmm. their talent. Mm-hmm. Now you could say they brought in guys that didn't fit mm-hmm. because clearly. Smith and Coburn did no. not fit the system. Same mm-hmm. thing with Joel, although I thought Joel got much better as the year went yeah, on. I agree. And mm-hmm. I think he definitely proved he could at least help you in the Big East, but he doesn't really fit the system either. He's, you know, he's, he's a plotter, although mm-hmm. he has got, he obviously has gotten into much better shape. Mm-hmm. So I, I think more than the talent level was the fit. I, they didn't bring in guys who really fit, and that's part of why their press really didn't work as well as it has in the past. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and you, you got on Anderson a couple times. You criticized him for sure in some tweets and some columns. Uh, I criticized him on this show a bunch. Uh, there was a lot of, of I, I would say it was a vocal minority of the fan base that wanted them to move on from Anderson this, this offseason and kind of explore what was out there. Uh, I'm curious kind of where you stand on that. You know, would you have looked around? I know everyone says Patino. I don't know how realistic that was, but, you know, w- would you have at least explored what could have been out there uh, in terms of the coaching market uh, after year three of Anderson I wouldn't have fired him mm-hmm. um, I definitely would not have mm-hmm. I, I just I understand like they're going to be people who are going to be all ready for that but look <laughs> he, he did all like you say what you want his first two years weren't good yeah. like when you consider what they had mm-hmm. they weren't good he did a good job this year he didn't mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. is this a, you know now this is four you know you count the last year at Arkansas this is four years in a row he hasn't made a tournament mm-hmm. um so, you know, so I do think it's fair to question whether he, you know, has lost, you know, lost his fastball. Mm-hmm. But I would not have fired him. Now, if he wanted to go, and clearly there was something going on with Tulsa. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Mm-hmm. You've heard that Tulsa wouldn't pay the buy, couldn't pay the buyout, and St. John's didn't waive the buyout. Now, you know, did, did Anderson say, well, I still want some of that money from, from you guys if I leave? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was clearly some interest. You know, he went to Tulsa. You know, he started his coaching career there. His wife is from there. Mm-hmm. But everything you hear is his wife loves New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's, and, and like, this is not a situation where we've seen with passing John's coach where he stopped working. Mm-hmm. He's still out recruiting. You know, he's, just, you know, he's still doing everything that he did from the start. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's clear from what I've heard that Patino would have been interested. <laughs> now, would they have actually hired him? I, I, I can't say that, but mm-hmm. I, there's no doubt he would have been interested and there would have been some money people around that would have obviously been for that. But, you know, clearly St. John still believes in Mike Anderson. I don't think there's any question, at least the, the, the decision makers still believe in him. And let's see what he does. He's, he's got to have a big offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're losing 20 points a game with Julian. You know, Smith and Coburn obviously aren't significant losses considering just they didn't. You know, yeah. they, they didn't really carve out roles for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, losing Wheeler would obviously be a big blow. And I think there's probably a better chance that he leaves and he stays, though. I mean, the door is definitely not closed on him returning. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of go find some difference makers here in the portal. I know people are excited about AJ's story. He's a really good prospect. It's probably the best prospect on paper that they have brought in in the Mike Harrison era. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen in the Big East, you can't expect a freshman to just come in and average 15 a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I expect him to have a significant role and maybe even be a starter, but I just don't think it's fair to ask the kids to be more than like an 8 to 10 point per game score off the bat. Mm-hmm. In terms of Anderson, going back to that, I mean, it doesn't really sound like in, in everything that they're saying that they were ever even close to moving on from him this season. Do you look at next season as kind of make or break for him? Because I, I would, but in what I'm hearing from, you know, Craig and, and the athletic department, it, it doesn't really sound like that. I know that they're not going to come out and say it, but is next year kind of tournament or bust for Anderson? Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I, I, I would have thought that right after the season, but based on some of the things I'm hearing, I, I'm not sold it in. Mm-hmm. Now I also think you got to see what kind of season it is. I mean, yeah. they finish in, they're going to finish in tenth or eleventh, and you know have a losing record, and you know there are issues. Then I think that is different. Look, the president 
they brought in Shanley wants to win. He's a sports guy. Basketball, he knows how important basketball is. Mm-hmm. You know, he was willing to move on at Providence from Keto Davis after three years. I do think he could step in here if next year is really bad and say, look, this is not working. Uh, we, we need to make a change. I mean, the buzz right now for this program is probably the lowest it has been since <laughs> I've covered this team. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question about it. Next year's expectations are going to be really low instead, mm-hmm. unless they, you know, go and hit some home runs on the transfer market. And look, we'll see. I mean, this will be the, you know, you know I know Greg Vitrone is, can do, can do some things and he, he was a big part of them getting AJ store. So maybe, you know, he can help in terms of recruiting, but they need to get it. They need to be, and this, let's say Wheeler's gone too. They need two difference makers here this offseason. I'm not even counting store. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the transfer market. They need to go out and get two guys that can really play. If you think this team can, if you if you want this team to compete for an NCAA tournament next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to talk too about the athletic department as a whole and and Mike Craig, who kind of, you know, I know he's not going to like saying that he disappeared, but he kind of did disappear from media, from Twitter, you know, for what, a two-month stretch there uh, throughout the season when things kind of took a turn for the worse. Now, I know that he did that, asked the AD last week, uh, which, you know, helped a little bit, I would say, but I think that still left a little... Uh, fans wanting more you know your thoughts on him kind of going away you know after being so open for two years uh your thoughts on yeah. craig kind of disappearing i mean i i didn't think it was a great look mm-hmm. personally um i'm you know, i've put in requests to speak with him and mike anderson about the year mm-hmm. um still waiting so <laughs> i think that kind of says it all you know i give him look i give my credit for doing that for the sdad mm-hmm. i give him credit for that clearly someone above him kind of wanted to control the message more mm-hmm. in terms of getting him off Twitter in terms of him, you know, he hasn't spoken to me, you know, whether that's his choice or not. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've talked informally, but like, I, you know, I've asked like to talk to him and, mm-hmm. you know, I also asked to talk to Anderson because it was pretty clear he flirted with Tulsa Yeah, and I'm still, <laughs> I have yet to uh, speak to them mm-hmm. and I've told them, Hey, I will, I will put every, I will put what I'm doing with the NCAA tour on hold <laughs> for you guys. And, you know, that has not happened yet. To me, it's just it's a bad look when you've been so open for two years, you know, when things were good. And now, you know, you're kind of stepping away like this when, you know, the second that things turn bad, you know, when he was at Duke, he didn't really have to deal with that that failure. You know, the Duke is a program that hasn't had a lot of failure over the last 30 years. And at St. John's, there's going to be failures, as we saw this year. It just doesn't make me very confident going forward that he's going to be able to handle that type of failure. You know, I've said this to people, and I think the biggest issue St. John's has to worry about right now, Mm -hmm. and I don't think they quite get it, is apathy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anger is good. That Mm -hmm. means people care, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, they're bad next year. I think, like, tickets, like, they were not filling up anywhere they played this year. Nope. I don't don't know if Karnaseka sold out at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the Garden had bad attendance. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was for a year with high expectations, and you had stars like Champagne and Posh. Now, Posh, I think, will be back, but next year, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is their biggest issue, and and I think that's something they, they need to worry about, mm-hmm. is that interest is dwindling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, like, <laughs> you know, interest is dwindling. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is going to be the biggest thing for, 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 um, for, for the president and for Craig to watch next year, is if next year's not a good year, 
and you know like this program needs a jolt mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. they're gonna give interest another year let's see if maybe he could give it a jolt in the transfer market but if not and next year's another you know a eighth ninth place finish in like a 16 and 15 season you know they, they need to do something because the interest is is hurting Right now, mm-hmm. and ap- apathy is worse than anger. Mm-hmm. They might mm-hmm. not think so, but it is. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this then, because this is obviously a very hot button topic on uh, on St. John's Twitter. The the negativity of the fan base. You know, there are, are a lot of again that vocal minority. D- does that actually? Do you think that has any sort of impact on recruiting or players? You know, the the, the negativity that is out there on the on the St. John's Twitter world. What's your take on that? I'd love to hear this. Let me ask you a question. Do you think you think Calipari's recruiting is hurting when the fans were calling for his head when he lost to uh, St. Peter's? No, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> you look at any of these fit like these fan bases are nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. UConn like, too. Yeah. There are right. Mm-hmm. UConn fans are furious with Hurley. Mm-hmm. Like now, look, you never should be tweeting at a kid or doing any of that stuff but it happens we all know it Mm -hmm. but no I think that's such a I think that's just such a weak such a weak excuse Mm -hmm. to say fans being negative on Twitter impacts recruiting the coach (laughs) the the coaching staff's job is to make the kids want to come here Mm -hmm. that's what they get paid to do Mm -hmm. you know that noise should not have an impact. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think it does. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think a kid is all set to come to St. John's, see someone tweet him, <laughs> hey, the coach the coach did a bad job. Oh, all right, I'm not coming to St. John's. <laughs> I just, I think, I think that's, comp- I just think that's nonsense. I don't yeah. buy it. All right, good. We're on, the, we're on the same page there. All right. Let's look at some, uh, I guess you could say recruiting. Let's look at the transfer portal. Um, you know, there are rumors of a couple guys out there. Um, Andre Corbello is the big one. He has the connection with Pinzone. Uh, is there any traction that you're hearing in terms of Corbello or maybe any other uh, guys in the portal right now that, that could be headed to St. John's? I mean, you have Andre Corbello. You have Justice Hill, the Murray State mm-hmm. uh, guard who— actually was the last recruit of the Anderson era in Arkansas was there for a semester under Musselman and went Juco and then had a really good two years at Murray State their coach went to LSU Mm -hmm. so all the Murray State kids are now going into the portal you know those are those are the two big names right now we all know this staff likes to do things quietly Mm -hmm. which I can respect um so yeah, I mean, I think you're gonna, you know, you haven't seen much St. John's being attached to many guys. Look, there's, there's, I talked to someone connected to Curbelo who said they, this was about an hour after he was in the portal, who <laughs> said he already heard from twenty wow. uh, high major schools. Mm-hmm. Now look, I also don't know how much Curbelo makes sense for St. John's mm-hmm. when you consider mm-hmm. he's a lot like Posh. He's yeah, a, he's a non-shooter who's a who gets you to the rim, who's a who's a pretty good athlete. You know. Um, I I pref- I would if I if I had a choice, which obviously I'm, they're not going to have a choice. But <laughs> if I was if I was picking between the two, I just think Hill is he's a better shooter. Uh, he's a little bigger than Corbello. I I, I would probably prefer Hill. Mm-hmm. But look, I wouldn't tell Corbello no. He's a really talented guy. He he dealt with some concussion issues last year, which was obviously part of it. His playing time was kind of sporadic. You know, I, I, he's clearly a better player than he showed this past year at Illinois. There's no doubt about yeah. it. I just think St. John's needs to surround Posh with, with more with guys who can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw what it was like last year with him and Mathis. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, I thought Steph Smith was going to be the guy playing a lot with Posh, 
And that obviously didn't materialize because, look, Math is a much better defender than Smith. Mm-hmm. And they needed that defense, and that's what they prioritized. Um, so, yeah, I, to me, to me, there are two things they need to do this offseason. You need to you need to surround Posh with shooters, mm-hmm. but you got to get guys that fit the system. You got to mm-hmm. get athletic, long guys. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're just gonna if you're gonna play this style, you, you need guys that fit it. You know, mm-hmm. is there... like score does score fits yeah. it. Colby King fits it. Um, so I, you know, I do think Omar Stanley fits it. I'd like to see them keep him. I think he's going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there reason to be concerned though? Like for me, you know, you look the guys that you just mentioned; those are all those were all you know high school recruits. It seems like in the portal they haven't done a great job over the years, over the three years that they've been here, of getting guys to transfer in who have necessarily been good fits. You know, like that's kind of concerns me um, in terms of finding guys that are fits in the transfer portal. You know. I mean, I think that's fair. I do think Rutherford was a fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Dunn mm-hmm. was a fit. Um, I think Wheeler was a fit. You know, I, it took him time, but I mm-hmm. thought Wheeler was a fit. Mm-hmm. And look, Soriano's better than I think people really thought he would be, you mm-hmm. know, especially when, when he struggled out of the start. But yeah, that's that's fair because they need they need to hit some home runs here. Mm-hmm. They want to be a, if they want to be a tournament team next year. You know, they got to replace. 20 points per, you know, the 20 points, and if you want to factor in Wheeler, it's like 30. Yeah. They got to mm-hmm. replace 30 points per game. Like, I, I know they, they'll they think, you know, you do have to zone for a full year and, and, and store will we'll do some of that. Mm-hmm. But they, they, like I said, they need two difference makers. They need two home runs here. Mm-hmm. To me, if they want to go in thinking they could be an NCAA tournament team next year. Mm-hmm. So where else do you think, you mentioned, you know, just guys that are fits, but in, in terms of positions, where do you think they go? I would think they go with a guard who can shoot. Uh, where else do you see them going? What type of player do you see them going for in the portal? I mean, they clearly need a win. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think you start with a guard and a win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can keep Stanley and you, you have, and I like, I think Naomi is a good player i yeah. actually think he can help you and i think he fits you know um if you have stanley soriano and him i think you're okay mm-hmm. inside i mean you they need you know especially the way they play when they go up and down and mm-hmm. they play a ton of guys but they desperately need a win mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um they need a win to me right now you go guard and a win those mm-hmm. are my those would be my two you know big needs mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I want to let, let's just let's put these rumors to bed as well because we talked off air about this with with Champagny. Um What is the reason if that you're hearing why he hasn't announced anything yet? It's it's late in in March now. Um, you know it, it's it's a little odd. I, you know he's going pro for sure, but what's the reason why he's he's kind of taking his time with making this announcement? You know, one thing I heard is look, he 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 wasn't necessarily set an agent. Um, mm-hmm. He obviously had someone who was helping him through NIL, and you know he was he was helping him last year. But you know he just wants to make sure he has the right person in mind. And um, and look, everyone kind of knows he's going. Mm-hmm. It's it, I would be absolutely stunned if he decides to go to school. Mm-hmm. So there's really no rush for him. It's not it's not like a, it's not like he's missing workouts or anything like that. He's you know, every you know everyone at the school knows what's going to happen here. It's you know, there's no need to rush it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there. So I mean, I think he's just kind of going by, working out, doing his thing, and um, and that's about it. I, I don't. Yeah, there's look. He, unless there all of a sudden there's some crazy 180, he's not coming back. <laughs> okay, so I mean, it's, yeah. it's not happening. <laughs> You so know, the dream is uh, dead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just not happening. And, 
you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you were him, I can't blame him. You know, I talked to the scouts late in the year who, I, you know, I expected them to be like, yeah, you really had a bad year or down on him. Because no, I don't think he had a bad year. It just maybe wasn't quite as good as you hoped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He obviously had that big shooting slump in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the scout. I was like, my opinion really hasn't changed much <laughs> on him. He's, you know, he, you know, he can shoot, you know, he's long and you, you know, he's a little limited athletically and his defense is something that he used to work on. Scouts still thinks he's, you know, a mid, a mid second round pick, maybe, you know, maybe in the hot mid to high forties, maybe early fifties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do think he'll help himself in workouts where he shoots. Mm-hmm. I think he'll help himself with just the kind of person he is when teams do their homework and teams speak with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a worker. He's, he's a guy who's gotten a lot better. Maybe he's passionate, but, you know, he's he's improved as a player. He's a, you know, you, you can't find someone who doesn't like him as a person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, you know, he's, you know, I think he'll, he'll probably get drafted, you know, mid to late second. Like, you know, I just don't think people's opinions change that much, and I don't think coming back really does anything for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So assuming Champagne's gone and, you know, you seem to, to be of the assumption that Wheeler is gone as well. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the yeah, door's still open, mm-hmm. but I think odds are, I mean, like, look, he's 24 years old. <laughs> At some point, you want to start making, you know, some real money. Yeah. Um, I know he'll, he's, he's got a few NIL things, but, you know, at some point, yeah. So yeah. I, I just, look, I could see him saying, well, I can showcase myself here. I could really, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll get a ton of shots. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I do understand the argument of potentially coming back. I just, I don't know. I, I, my gut is he's gone. But like I said, I do not think the door is closed at all return. Mm-hmm. So assuming both of those guys are gone, what are the expectations for next season? I know it's, I know it's hard to kind of do this, what, eight months in advance or seven months in advance. But, you know, assuming that they don't go crazy in the portal, maybe they land one or two impact guys. Uh, what are you looking at in terms of the expectations? Because like we talked about, it doesn't seem like there's a, a ton of fan interest uh, going into the year. But but what are your thoughts on, on how we should feel or how we're going to feel in a couple months? Like I said, we got to see what they do in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if they don't really land the home run or two, I, I just... I, I just can't see them being, and I just can't see them being NCAA tournament expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, talk. I have a few guys who were with him in Arkansas. I talked to, and always said, you know, he actually, Mike Anderson was at his best when there weren't expectations. That's, yeah. And when there were expectations, he kind of struggled. Mm-hmm. And then when there weren't, he kind of surprised you. And look, we've, we, that's actually we've seen that the first two years yeah. when there weren't expectations, he did better than you thought. Mm-hmm. This past year, when there were expectations, he did worse than you thought. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that happens. You never know in sports, but I just. I, I just don't think there's going to be much buzz for next season. I really mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. You know, the schedule so far seems decent. They're in the Empire with Richmond, Syracuse, and Temple, which is decent, not great. Mm-hmm. They're in the Big Twelve and the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get as they're not going to get Kansas and Indiana next year. They're probably <laughs> going to get weaker opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think the Big East will be much worse. So maybe okay. that helps to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we we got to see what they do here the next few months. But right now, I just, I, I just don't see a lot of, a lot of buzz or expectations for this team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, assuming what we, what we, you know, what we're thinking, you know, no NCAA tournament. This is, this is a tough question I'm going to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Your gut feeling, you know, a year from now when we're doing this, this, you know, end of season wrap up, off season preview podcast, whatever you want to call it, is Mike Anderson still the coach of St. John's a year from now? Your gut feeling right now, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. 
I do. Because I have not heard from nearly enough people of mm-hmm. how upset they were about how this past season went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people to school. I'm talking about people in power. I do not get the feeling that, you know, obviously they're disappointed. They wanted this, this season to go better. There's, there's no doubt about that. But I haven't seen, I you know, I haven't really heard the uproar that you would think mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be a tournament team and you didn't sniff it. So that makes me think, you know, unless next year is, you know, Georgetown-esque, which yeah. it won't be, I'd be stunned. You know, if they if, if next season is kind of like this season, you know, and, and you, 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 you have Pizone and King and Store playing a lot, I'm sure the spin will be we're young, <laughs> you know, we're, we're a year away. We have, you know, add a piece or two. We could be pretty good. So no, I, you know, as long as next year is a disaster and mm-hmm. they're competitive and they're, you know, they're not Georgetown or DePaul. I, yeah, I, I was, you know, I think he probably will, will be back. As a fan, you know, you saying that it it, it concerns me. I, I will say that it as should. a yeah, you it know, should. hearing that that they're it not should. totally disappointed. Like I told you, yeah. I don't think the school, I don't think the people who make decisions understand that apathy is coming here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they quite. They don't. I don't look. There is that majority of vocal people on Twitter and social media who are who are pissed and express their frustration and that. Mm-hmm. But I think there are a lot of people who are just like you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Like <laughs> they're good, I'll come back. If they're not, I'll you know, mm-hmm. I won't. Mm-hmm. And apathy is a bad thing. And like, look, hopefully they have a big off season. Mm-hmm. And they generate some buzz, but otherwise, like I said, I since I've been covering this team, I started Lavin second last year. Since I've been covering this team, I can't remember, you know, as little buzz. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, early in Mullen, it was exciting because Mullen was trying to build something. Yeah. He's Chris Mullen, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then Anderson, you know, was building something. And going through this past year, there was obviously a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is really is not a lot of buzz right now. They, they got to find a way to develop it mm-hmm. and to inject some buzz into it because right now. You know, unless they make major changes, I just don't see how next season is going to be looked at, at you know, in an excited manner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, as of right now, of course, there's not a whole lot of excitement. Uh, we will see in the next, you know, seven or eight months uh, when, when I talk to you next how we're feeling about the season. But, uh, you know, there's, there's never really a slow day. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of news to talk about in the next couple yeah. of months in the off season. <laughs> Well, hey, have a good one, and I'll, uh, you know, anytime, right? Yes. All right, Zach, have a good one. All right, once again, that was Zach Braziller of the New York Post. Thank you once again to Zach for coming on. Always appreciate when he comes on and talks St. John's basketball with us. Uh, Zach was one of the first guys who I had on this show way back in November 2018. Kind of gave a lot of credibility and legitimacy to this show. So I always, always appreciate when he comes on and uh, gives his thoughts on the Red Storm and you know what's going to happen throughout the rest of this offseason. Uh, I just want to expand upon, again, that that last little conversation that Zach and I had about you know the, the people within the athletic department you know, not only publicly not really being disappointed with this season, but but privately not really being disappointed in this season. You know, when you hear that, at least when I hear that as a fan, uh, it really bothers me and it really, really concerns me for the future of this program. You know, it just doesn't feel like there's that commitment to winning that the fans want that, frankly, the rest of the Big East feels like it has or the top teams in the Big East feel like they have. 
you know, it's one thing to come out if you're Craig and if you're other people in the athletic department and to stand behind Anderson publicly. You know, you're not going to publicly bash your head coach or your team after a rough season, but even privately to not be too disappointed with the way that this season was, you know, to be kind of want to just stay the course and to not feel like changes are going to be made next season if, if you have another season like this one where it's a total disappointment. Uh, to have that be private, the way that this, you know, people feel privately as well, uh, that really concerns me as a fan. And I would hope that it concerns you as well. You know, it just doesn't seem like there's that commitment to winning. And I kind of had this thought, you know, I, I, I wish I would have asked Zach about it, um, but we just kind of ran out of time there. But I wish that I, I, I this, this, I've had this thought for a couple of weeks now about, you know, you look at, Marquette had a couple of bad years with with Wojo. They get rid of him. They hire Shaka Smart. Look at Xavier had a bad couple of years in a row with uh, with Travis Steele. They hire him. They hire Sean freaking Miller, who is you know the most corrupt guy ever, who has people in prison right now because of him. You know they hire Sean Miller. You know you look at Seton Hall uh, moves on from or you know the, the the most successful coach in the last 20, 30 years in their program, who put their program back on the map. He leaves from Maryland. They're gonna hire the hottest coach on the, on the market right now in Shaheen Holloway. You know it, it's it feels like there's that commitment to winning and then you look at DePaul stuck stuck the stayed the course with Dave Leto for you know how however many years too long Georgetown staying the course with Patrick Ewing after a winless Big East season and you know one of the worst seasons if not the worst season in program history St. John's you know I, I understand it's a different story but still you know when you hear that they're not even considering moving on from Anderson after next season, that they're not even too upset about the way that this season ended, you know, the way that this season went. To me, that kind of shows the disconnect between Georgetown, DePaul, St. John's, and the rest of this conference. You know, it just feels like the rest of this conference is dedicated to winning, is committed to winning, doesn't care how they look. They want results. They want to win. Villanova, Seton Hall, Providence, Xavier, Marquette, UConn, doesn't matter how they look. They want to win. Then you have St. John's, you have DePaul, you have Georgetown. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. We're going to probably lose. And I think there's a reason why those three schools for a majority of the last decade now have been the bottom three schools in this conference year in and year out. And Zach's answer right there kind of tells you that reason to not even privately be upset with the way that this season went. To come up with excuse after excuse. Oh, it was a COVID year. Oh, we had some injuries. Oh, it took so it took so long for the guys to gel. We had a lot of new players. Oh, look at the guys that we have coming in. Look at next season now. Push it again. Push it past the next season. Push it to next season. There's always next season, right? When you hear that, when you hear these excuses, to me as a fan, that concerns me. That the people behind the scenes, and it's not just Craig. I don't want to just single him out. It's a lot of people behind the scenes, and I've said this before on this show, it's people behind the scenes that are not committed to winning, that don't care about winning. Again, if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. And it just doesn't fit in with the rest of the conference, and that's why teams like Villanova, UConn, Providence, not only have they passed us, they have lapped us. You know, they're on lap four, we're still on lap two. That's why, you know, when you hear Zach say, you know, privately, these people are not even upset with the way that this season went. That drives me crazy as a fan. That should drive you crazy as well. But that's just my two cents on that. Um, 
so that kind of wraps up now my thoughts on this season. Of course, I'll come back uh, this you know off season when we do have some transfer news. Again, doesn't sound like there's going to be a ton of guys transferring out from St. John's, but we could see some some movement in. Of course, there's the rumors with Corbello, uh, as Zach said. You know that we will see about that. Um, you know, but when if if and when you know a big transfer move is made or something of that nature, uh, I will be here and I will try to break it down as best I can. I'm also going to try to do some off season content. I had kind of gotten away from that the last couple of years, but I'm going to try to find some people, you know, some notable former players, you know, people involved with the program that might want to come on and do some interviews you know, throughout the summer just to get some content out there. Uh, I have a couple of other ideas that I'm, I'm trying to work out as well. If you have something you'd like to hear, you know, any sort of an idea, uh, feel free to, you know, reach out to me on Twitter and let me know because, you know, this is kind of the off season now and I don't put out a ton of episodes in the off season, but, um, you know, I'm going to try to do a couple more this offseason at least so don't hold me to that but i'm gonna try to do some more uh episodes this offseason than i usually do but thank you all for listening thank you once again to zach braziller for coming on and uh breaking down the offseason for the red storm and i'll be back sometime hopefully in the next couple of weeks or the next month i'm not exactly sure but until then let's go johnny's